0: When You're Too Cheap to Go to the Library, The Look Inside This Book Club.
1: I'm Becky Selengut.
0: And I'm Matthew Amster Burton.
1: Have you heard of the Spoonbill Stork? Uh,
0: no, sounds like some dumb bird. <laughs> okay.
1: You, um, so, like most of the world, I've been just consuming far too much um, social media and news right now. Um, and this came across my feed as someone posting the spoonbill stork and I did a deep dive into this bird and I don't know if I'm ever going to recover from it. So I kind of want to share the pain. Well, that's a good question. So it just a quick couple of facts about the spoonbill stork. Okay. Um, it, uh, has a, a, a sharp talon type thing on the end of its huge ass beak that it, um, stabs its prey with decapitates it before eating it and it craps on its own legs to keep its body temperature down sure and it's the world's worst parent it it leaves the young in the nest to duke it out to see who's the best uh, who's the alpha and when the parent that's good parenting and when the parent comes back and it's decided who the alpha child was the other one just cries for food and they all ignore it until it dies
0: and then, well, then, but then like, does the alpha child have to fight the parent?
1: No, I don't think also, so. Also, I feel like
0: you were really vague about what the prey is, like to the point of not mentioning it at all. Is it human children?
1: Balding Jewish men of a certain age.
0: Oh no. <laughs> I know, it's I all mean, Matthew. Why do you think no, I'm if telling you about it? No, if it's balding, it? <laughs> then I think I'm safe. <laughs>
1: So, okay. <laughs> Shall we read a chapter?
0: Yes. Okay. So we lied to readers yes, last time, did. like absolutely. No,
1: we were telling the truth. We were telling the truth.
0: The the truth, the truth that we were going to read a different
1: book this week. Uh well, that's true. Did we actually name the book? Yeah, we did. Oh shit, we lied. But we didn't. Sorry, um,
0: <laughs> friend friend Jeeve uh, <laughs> Jeeve Johnson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we didn't. We didn't lie in the fact that we said we were done with our book because we hadn't written anymore until my favorite listener, Laura Piles, requested in so many words that she was sad that we didn't have more to the book. And so we're I allowed actually, to have
0: favorite listeners?
1: Well, yeah, maybe. Okay you guys fight it out uh we'll pick the alpha favorite listener in a couple we'll, days We'll let the rest of you just cry it out
0: no i i've had this conversation about birds i think with you before cuz like <laughs> um you know I, as you know like my favorite thing in the world is to go visit the yes. ducklings at the pond and ducklings are the most perfect creature in the world no, they're but not. adult ducks like <laughs> all birds are fucking assholes they're and such we'll assholes like, you know they'll kill another another duck's kids just just yep. cuz they're annoying Sport just for sport, like um, uh, and uh, the the phrase that I kept using when I was talking about this with with uh, my wife is there are no good birds. Hmm. Like I'm sure that I'm, it sounds like the spoonbill stork is worse than most, but like all birds are pretty fucked up. And I'm not I'm not like letting humans <laughs> off the hook and saying yeah. like we're better than birds, but like birds are also bad.
1: <laughs> well, but per- birds probably aren't bad to birds.
0: Uh, I mean, you just described, uh, like, a bird making other well, birds true, true, fight true. to the death.
1: <laughs> but do you think, like, there's, like, it's true, but but they still want mommy, always. <laughs> they still I love guess. mommy. <laughs> yeah. They love mommy very hard.
0: Oh, wow. This is upsetting.
1: <laughs> it's so upsetting. I, I guess just, you did just, warn me. I did. I am just share my pain. I want everyone to go look up the spoon work and report back.
0: Don't <laughs>
1: okay. Definitely anyway,
0: don't.
1: So we wrote more book. Um,
0: Becky wrote more book.
1: I wrote more book. Yeah. I read another chapter. I had. I think I read like maybe a, a, the outline words for chapter five last time. I I read like three lines. Oh, you, you
0: had. It, it wasn't even the outline. It was. It was. You had like the first sentence.
1: Oh, the first sentence. Okay. So I, that might be. I might repeat that sentence. But I've rewritten and continued forth onto the chapter. Shall we keep going, Matthew?
0: Yeah. Let's sally forth.
1: Let's sally forth. Chapter five, Linny. It's a gray, drizzly day and the clouds are low. It's misty. Oh,
0: Okay, the weather, that? That, that is when the author has run out of ideas for exactly. things to talk about.
1: <laughs> it's, it's the author being me. It's misty, but not in a romantic Gorillas in the Mist kind of way. This is- <laughs>
0: wait, wait, stop. <laughs> is that a romantic movie? I haven't actually seen the movie.
1: Well, no, it's not a romantic movie, but The Mist was romantic.
0: Mm, I think you are alleging that Gorillas in the Mist is a romantic <laughs> <No>. <laughs> movie. Okay. L- listeners, let's do, Becky, do one of your polls. Okay. Uh, like post a poll on Facebook. Which is the most romantic movie, The Notebook or Gorillas in the Mist? Mm-hmm. It's got to be one of those. It's
1: got to be one of those. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm an, I'm willing to bet that my life it's going to be one of those.
0: Um, yeah, if, uh, if Nicholas Sparks got uh, murdered by gorillas, that would be the most romantic movie in my that opinion.
1: Would- be the best thing I've ever seen, yeah. better than this, the spoonbill murder I saw this morning. This is Seattle-style dreary. All of the moisture, none of the sexy atmosphere, no sun. It's I mean, as that's, if the, that's true. It's as if the earth had a perspiration problem and didn't want anyone to see its embarrassing sweat stain, so it hid its poor hygiene in our city.
0: Ew! Oh, <laughs> so you're, you're saying, like, we're, not like when they talk about, like, how New, like New Jersey is the armpit of America, yeah. but you mean we're, like, literally an armpit.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's heavy, like my mood. Hey, let's take a walk, says Sam as she reaches for her keys. It'll do you some good. We head up Union past the abandoned gas station and the Korean-owned convenience store where Sam and I go for teriyaki, emergency toilet paper for the restaurant, or Sour Patch Kids when the mood strikes.
0: They're we- walking in the rain
1: mm-hmm. on purpose? Uh-huh. Okay. We pass by the bike shop with the cute mechanics and the Ethiopian restaurant with the best watt in an injera I've had since I lived in Washington, D.C. Oh, and man. Arrive... I know exactly
0: all the places you're yeah. talking about, by the
1: way. <laughs> and arrive at our favorite hangout, Beaver Clips. <laughs> Beaver Clips <laughs> I
0: completely forgot this was going to be in the book.
1: <laughs> Beaver Clips is a socialist and lesbian-owned cafe and hair salon. Cuts happen in the back. Coffees are made up front. It's the mullet of the hipster world. Wood panels line the back bar, exposed brick on the walls, visible water pipes spray painted black for that rustic industrial vibe. A sexy black espresso machine that looks like it costs more than the rent graces the bar. The work of local artists hangs on the wall. The employees, most musicians or artists, are kind and smart. The cafe was built on a shoestring budget, but the commitment to the art of a good cup of coffee meant that there were no shortcuts on that front. This is the kind of place that fuels me. It's my living room, a welcome place for me to feel totally myself. It's artsy. Yeah, Becky
0: used to work at this place. (laughs) No, I didn't.
1: Yes, you did. No, I volunteered, is what I did. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's artsy and gritty and full of soul. People come here for coffee and they stay for love and community. I look around and wonder if the rent hike is coming for them next. It's one of the few places where, if you squint hard enough, you can find a few neighbors hanging out here who've lived in this neighborhood for more than six months. The Beeve, as we call it, because we think we're hilarious, makes coffees that are solidly among the best in Seattle, but they're equally known for their activism. Please enjoy a side of people's politics with your cup of joe.
0: Yeah, like I, everything Becky said about this place, this is a real place, and it's all exactly how Becky described it.
1: <laughs> it's not atypical to grab your latte while a workers' rights meeting or a rent-control teach-in is happening. I'll admit, it's not everyone's cup of tea. I remember a time when I sat next to two older white dudes who were laying out blueprints of a development going in around the corner. When they eventually looked up from their loud talk about how much they were gonna rake in once this neighborhood finally, quote unquote, arrived, more than a few patrons were giving them the stink eye.
0: Oh no, was I one of them?
1: (laughs) Yes, you were right there. (laughs) They refused the f- they refused no you were the white dude.
0: <laughs> right, no, no no I I was one of the developers.
1: Right? They, ref- they refused the flyer offered to them on rent control and left their dirty dishes on the table even though literally everyone takes their cups and plates to the super obvious bussing area. Yep, they could give a shit. Let someone else clean up their mess. Isn't it
0: the worst feeling when, like, you can't find the bus tub at a uh, at a coffee place? Uh Um, You think there's got
1: to be something massively wrong,
0: right? And then they're like, "Oh, just like leave it on the counter." And then I'm like, "But like on the counter, like next to like a coffee you just made that someone's gonna pick up. Like that doesn't seem right."
1: I know, and they they just want you to leave it on the counter, but you're like, "No, I don't want to do that to you." And they're like, "No, I'm asking you to do that." I know. It feels aggressive.
0: Yeah, that's that's like if a spoonbill stork ran a coffee shop, that's how they would run it, and Seriously? they would poop on the floor Seriously? all the time.
1: Um nice way to, way to bring it—my trauma right back on mm-hmm. the front of my face again.
0: You, you were desperate to tell me about your upsetting stork facts, and I thought I thought the spoonbill stork just brought babies. I thought that's where babies came from, but apparently not.
1: They bring half the babies.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. When, uh, if the spoonbill stork delivers your baby, they're like, congratulations, it was twins. Here's one of them.
1: <laughs> I always felt like I was missing something. Yes, you yep, were. You, you are. are. Mm-hmm. You were. Little did I know that when I started coming here, wandering in off the street to use the bathroom that first time, that a few years later, I'd be radicalized into the movement by exactly the kind of predatory real estate shenanigans that those assholes and dickwad Trev was literally born into. Sam starts telling me that Trev actually comes in here once in a while. He never lingers though. He likes to take his quad shot Americano out to the sidewalk and hold court on the street. Did, could you not predict that he would have a quad shot Americano? That
0: That's a, that was a very good choice for Don't like, you think? like it's not like the, like the douchiest coffee drink. It's like the most, like it's like the broiest. It's The right? broyest,
1: yeah. yeah. Like I was going to make it half calf. Like, no, he's a full calf kind of guy.
0: Now, having said that, um, you know how like the the drink that consists of like uh, a drip coffee with a shot of espresso goes by many many different names?
1: Like shot in the dark?
0: Shot that's... in the dark, like depth charge, uh Spoon, Spoonbill. Spoonbill. Um at when I was in high school and we all went to Boyd's Coffee like across the street from my high school, the that drink was called the Sweeney Special after Mr. Sweeney, the history Sweeney and Todd. anthropology teacher, oh. after Sweeney <laughs> Todd, the the demon barber of Fleet Street. Um, <laughs> And uh, like he was, he was like not a broy type of guy at all. He was like you know a, a Marxist uh, history teacher, uh, uh-huh. but he loved his coffee, <laughs> and so we all thought it was pretty cool. I
1: love that Sweeney. He called it Sweeney, the Sweeney. Yeah. Oh my god! I, compl- I believe they
0: spelled his name wrong on the menu, but on close purpose? enough.
1: Okay. I wonder if Trev actually absorbs any of the essence of this place, or if it's purely transactional. Hey, Sam and Lenny, check out this petition. Actually, there's a couple. Rhonda's (laughs) (laughs) Rhonda's motioning to two clipboards on the counter. One to tax Amazon to raise money for affordable housing, and the other a petition to oust the chief of police over the latest murder of an unarmed black Seattleite. Rage against the machine killing in the name is blasting out of the speakers competing with the coffee grinder.
0: It's very topical.
1: We sign our names, grab our coffees, and head for a booth where people are encouraged to carve their name into the wooden table. They even provide the destruction tools. I stand back up and grab a little carving knife from the espresso bar. And when I sit back down, I immediately start stabbing at the table.
0: Okay. Like whenever I've been in a place like that, like I always hesitate to carve because it feels wrong to me, even though I'm encouraged to do it. Okay. It's like, it's to me feels kind of like put your, put your drink on the counter. Like, go ahead, carve up our tables.
1: (laughs) Okay. I actually didn't know that this is a thing. I thought it was just them who did this so this is oh, a no, widespread like, like
0: thing bars especially i think
1: give you the tools like bars give you knives this I sounds not, very not dangerous like, not
0: like all bars but okay. but i've been to bars <laughs> where like the tables are heavily carved and and they're like yeah go for it
1: okay with your i don't own know if they give tools. you the
0: tools like i yeah. don't know what the procedure is like oh, okay. i think i would need to ask for like do you have like a like an ikea like ikea instructions <laughs> like with pictures showing like how how do you carve
1: yeah, use the, the thorks and go ahead use and the keep, take it to your table with the dis- instructions.
0: Next question. What are thorks? <laughs> little... are, wait, is that some kind of terrible bird? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, they all have thorks. Thor- thorks? Thoraxes. There's the <laughs> word. <laughs> Who knows going to be the bird episode? Yeah, question.
0: Do birds have thoraxes?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I immediately start stabbing at the table. Aggressive much, much, utter Sam. Nothing that's not entirely deserved, I offer as I start on my jagged masterpiece. Well, while you work on your resistance piece, allow me to remind you of something. Remember Trax, my rescue pup? What a sweetheart he turned out to be? What's your point? I ask without looking up. Trax was such an asshole at first. Remember, he showed his love for me by knocking me down at the knees. He terrorized cats. He ate his own Mm -hmm. poop, for Christ's sakes. But he ended up being a really good dog, and well... I, I certainly grew to accept him for what he was, and I didn't ask him to be anything different than what he was.
0: Is this a metaphor? Or are we are we really talking about the dog?
1: If you're even remotely trying to connect the dots between your dog and Trev, the predatory ball-swinging douche, please, by all means, finish this ex- extracted allegory. I, I mean, finish... they practically
0: have the same name.
1: Seriously. I finish up the first part of my carving. All in caps. Reading Capital Management. <laughs> But I don't let her so far, fin- so good. But I don't let her finish, and I blurt out, red in the face, "I don't get you, Sam. Just because you like this guy's junk food, why are you defending his actions?" I'm raising my voice now, and I hate how angry I'm getting. But I don't get her logic, and I'm beginning to question her loyalty. I gouge out the U in sucks, getting a splinter splinter in my finger as I do it.
0: Wait, did she ever? Did she write the S or is she starting with the U?
1: <laughs> She's starting with the
0: U. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> the <laughs> Capital management Ux. ux.
1: Fuck, I suck my finger. Two young women covered in tattoos and purple and pink hair at the table next to us turn and look. I turn back to Sam. Listen, I'm sorry, I say, lowering my voice. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just too tired and too broke and this is going to kill the business and well, then we're going to both going to be then we're both going to be out of a job. Look, she says. I'm not defending his family's business or the rent increase or any of it. I'm just calling out what I think is super obvious to everyone but you. What, that Trev is an asshole like your dog was an asshole? I start carving out the next few words, changing my grip to avoid the splinter finger. I'm nearly running out of table.
0: God, I hate splinters.
1: I hate splinter finger. Know that there's some obvious energy going on here, Lenny. He sees it, I see it, and from the spitting, stabbing vitriol coming from you as you destroy this table in front of me, you see it somewhere too.
0: Oh, this is good. Like this is this is classic romance. Like, classic. no, I hate this guy. Yeah. Like, I definitely do not like him.
1: And she's got good reasons for hating him. Yeah, I know. I, Are we? Con- I'm congratulating our plot, some I know. plot development here.
0: I'm concerned at this point that like like you're like making this like a three dimensional character, and and my character is still a total cartoon. But maybe we'll see how it goes.
1: Okay, Sam. I let out a huge sigh. Trev isn't your dog, for one, and two, he's a garden variety human asshole, and petting him on the head and being yet another one of his adoring fans isn't going to change the reality that he's running me out of my business, so you might not want to worship his balls anymore, okay? Noted. She stabs the air with the word as she breathes out sharply and rubs her hands over her hair. But I'm not backing down, just so you know, because you do, yeah. have, the ho- you do have the hots for him. I mean, yeah. you don't have to let him sleep in the bed. Just take him for a walk, if you know what I mean.
0: Oh, I, I think I know what you mean.
1: More like pick up his shit, I think, but don't say. The whole thing has got me so angry and confused. I mean, he represents everything that's gone wrong with the city, and yet, what is this feeling? What is this, envy? How dare he draw crowds for his shitty commodity food, strutting around these streets like a peacock? I mean, I've been watching him. People say hi to him, all kinds of people.
0: Maybe Linny could, like, like retain the high standards that she has for her food, but serve it using an elaborate pneumatic tube setup or just like, t-
1: take all our good food and use an ice cream scoop
0: yeah but but <laughs> I, like, I think i think like really like the the draw of balls like the thing that i can't stop thinking about when i think <laughs> about balls is is these pneumatic tubes tim Espe- especially
1: tim. <laughs> Please, there's, tim, there's nothing help. there's nothing
0: wrong with thinking about balls um Like you know, we you described last time how how like ill-conceived the pneumatic tube setup is in the sense that
1: and I conceived it.
0: (laughs) It will be it will be smeared with grease and goo starting like one minute after they open for business and for the rest of time. Yes, but like imagine how much worse it would be to serve rustic Italian food this way. (laughs) Like like a mop of spaghetti just Just like swishing down a tube. (laughs) Just like the
1: the nudes going through like a car wash gone awry. (laughs) The what? (laughs) The nudes, the noodles. (laughs) Just like a car wash, like just. (laughs) That's a car wash sound.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's that. Those are called uh, the uh, (laughs) pappardelle.
1: How dare he draw crowds for his shitty commodity food strutting around these streets like a peacock? I've been watching him. People say hi to him. All kinds of people. Some of the people who come here greet him by name on the street. What kind of magical what kind of magical spell does he wield?
0: Well, we've already established that he's a real estate celebrity.
1: Yes, it's by himself. He said that by himself uh, right. in his own words. He's a blight on this block. His family can go to hell for running out the mom and pop places, the struggling small businesses, the places he actually frequents. Talk about shitting where you eat. Maybe he's like tracks after all. It's like he can't see past his own fucking ego and seems oblivious to the cries of cultural appropriation leveled at balls in the local rag last month. And then this week spray painted gentrifiers on the side of his building. So it's super confusing that Sam, my queer biracial best friend who marches in every protest, is coming to this privileged dude's defense.
0: Yeah, I'm confused.
1: Help me understand why and you're I'm s- him. <laughs> of course, you're confused because <laughs> it's the first time you're ever hearing of someone having a problem with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Help, yeah, help. If, Trev, if Trev were listening in on this what? conversation, he'd be like, What? 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 <laughs>
1: Wait, me? I said
0: something? They must be talking about a different Trev who owns a balls <laughs> shop.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Uh, help me understand why you're seeing the best in him right now, I say. Wait Put- a
0: minute. I just had the most, the p- greatest business idea I've ever had. And I've had some good ones. Uh, okay. okay. Balls is going to, is going to open a location inside the bike shop on Union. And it's okay. going to be called Balls and Chains.
1: Oh, I like it.
0: Pretty good, right? Yes. Like while you're getting, while your bike is getting repaired, you like, you have a, a three pack of Balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I don't We need to like make the whole menu. I think no,
1: we we that's part of this book is making okay, a menu. Great. Yeah, I was going to actually test some of the recipes and I and then hate myself in the process because we'll probably mm-hmm. really like the recipes. Help me understand why you're. Seeing... But
0: they only but because Trev runs it, they only carry uh, that uh, that brand of bike that uh, cops use to knock protesters over
1: with. Oh, God. <laughs> now who's topical? <laughs> yeah. Uh, And every black person's like, nope. How about 400 years? Help me understand why you're seeing the best in him right now. I say, putting down my knife. Love, Sam says. My family, my father's family's lived in this neighborhood for the last 60 years. If anyone should want to kick that high-priced development asshole to the curb, it's me. I'm not defending Redding's actions. I'm standing up for your shriveled libido. And Trev isn't his family. Give him a chance, or fuck it, just take him for a ride and be done with it. I stand up, replace the carving tool with a small brush, and I sit back down to brush out the wood shavings that I've left in the deep grooves in the table.
0: here's the the problem with taking trev for a ride as i think we may see later in this book if we continue writing it is that as we established last time he cannot stop talking about his fucking (laughs) restaurant Uh and like they will be like in the middle of like getting down and dirty and he will be like talking about new menu items Uh that he's conceived for balls (laughs) and it will not be fun at all that's actually
1: dramatic foreshadowing because we've already outlined that chapter that you're somewhat alluding to and okay I think we could absolutely add that in. I
0: haven't looked back at the outline. I (laughs) I just looked at the whole outline.
1: Great. Okay. I stand up, replace the carving tool with a small brush and sit back down to brush out the, that's brush twice, brush out the wood (laughs) shavings that I've left in the deep. What's another, what's a synonym for brush? Uh, 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 You just use it twice. Clean. Describe the small brush.
0: uh, Smear. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Smear. I guess you can't. No. Can you buff out? No, No. it's different. (laughs) You just have to use brush twice.
0: I think you just have to brush twice.
1: Brush twice. Um, Brush out the wood shavings that I've left in the deep grooves in the table. I meet the gaze of the women next to us. Ah. Gaze. Cheers. Cheers
0: the other day i reported to you that that the uh yoga teacher online yoga yeah. teacher said something else funny that was gaze related do you do you remember what it was
1: yeah well uh
0: i know look, i know look, we've had look, send your look, gaze look. downward we've had soften your gaze but there was a there was a third oh, one I'm recently looking it up. i'm looking it up right okay down. becky's becky's gonna look it up
1: um
0: like and it, it works because i do keep a glass of water nearby when i'm doing youtube yoga oh.
1: let your gaze move with you nice nice <laughs> The great <laughs> diaspora of gays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I know that we, it's so meta that we're drinking while we read gays in the book that we actually That's wrote. That's right. If we don't put, put, there put there enough purpose. gays
0: in the book, we're going to get really dehydrated.
1: <laughs> so we have to put them in at yeah. pre-agreed upon intervals. I meet the gaze of the women next to us. One of the one of the women smiles at me in that you're clearly having a crap-ass day kind of empathetic smile. I finish my coffee and try to calmly place the mug in its saucer. I stand up to clear my dishes as one of the women asks what it is that I carved into the table. Reading Capital Management can suck my small business balls. <laughs> wow. That's, the, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of carving. I know. She ran out of table. And that's the end of the chapter.
0: Nice. Wow. We're we're really being pretty consistent with chapter length. I like it. That's what I look for in a book is consistent (laughs) chapter length. That's the most important thing to me in literature.
1: That's how they decide which books are on the New York Times bestseller list. Exactly. And the Nobel (laughs) Prize.
0: Like this, this, uh, can I think of a Nobel Prize-winning author Nadine Gordimer, book? Um, oh, my God. Like okay. Every chapter is exactly the same length, word for word. I read that in college. That was a I definitely read that in high school or college, yeah. I'm trying to
1: remember the name of it.
0: Uh, well, I mean, she wrote more than one book. No,
1: no, no. The one, of course, she did. The one I read in college, you dum-dum. What did I read in College. College
0: um okay, so since you looked at the at the outline, do you want to give me a preview of uh, what I have to write before next week? Is this how we're doing this? Like I have to now write the next chapter before our next yeah. episode? Yeah, and right. our
1: next episode is in an hour, so get cracking. <laughs> it is not <laughs> um, well, well, um I did have I did read the outline, but I can't really remember exactly okay. what's going to happen but okay, here well, let, let in me that call case, it like, up like what quick. are
0: what are some top Nadine Gordimer books
1: oh well now i just got off of that so did she
0: win the nobel prize was i correct she did i think okay. she did
1: uh, no actually maybe not no bookers Uh-oh. i don't oh nobel prize for literature
0: 1991 oh, thank god thank God. wow um, okay. we were like this is as you know a literature podcast and like if <laughs> we if we had alleged that Nadine Gordimer won the nobel prize and turned out we were wrong like we wouldn't be able to talk literature anymore.
1: How embarrassing. Okay, so Trev, your chapter next time is that but you, you're, gonna, you're gonna tell wait.
0: me which book she wrote.
1: Oh god, really?
0: Yes, okay, do, so so do next we week care? we're reading no, wait, uh stop
1: stop stop going making me go back and forth between windows. <laughs> now okay. I'm on Nadine yeah. Corner again.
0: Alright, yeah. No, let's get back to that because this is literature.
1: Okay, it was um Not July's people, not get alive. Not Occasion for Loving. Oh, maybe it was July's People. I think it was July's People. That sounds people.
0: familiar. Nadine Gordimer wrote a book called Get a
1: Life. That seems unlikely, doesn't it? Maybe
0: yeah. maybe she, <laughs> she, maybe it. she wrote the... She did. It's about the death of her husband. Okay. Um, did she also write the screenplay for the sitcom Get a Life uh, starring um, Chris...
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know I, I can't just, help you. Just blanked on his name. <laughs> you know I can't help you. It's going to be really sad when you start losing your memory... Because then the two of us together are going to be... Well, like, be why did I remember here?
0: the name of a Nobel Prize-winning author wh- whose books I may or may not have read, but can't remember the name of, like, a dumb comedian? It seems like it would be the opposite, right? This is a, yeah. kind of upsetting.
1: Well, we just don't understand memory enough to know what... I guess so. It, in, in I'm sure it has something to do with trauma in the nest.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, my my dad was a, was a total stork. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay. So um, your, your chapter next week is going to be okay. generally, and, and I say generally because you haven't actually written it mm-hmm. generally going to be about you deciding to of course escalate, be about me. escalate things and have, start having meetings at Linny's restaurant.
0: Oh, I like it.
1: Mm-hmm. And maybe mm-hmm. in
0: the chapter I will like, like Trev, I, I really have to stop referring to myself as Trev. It's not cool. Um, Like, Trev will, like, lean over and suggest to Linny that she install some sort of uh, artisan, artisanal balls wall.
1: Oh, God, yes. Artisanal ball (laughs) wall. Do you think
0: anyone's ever said the phrase artisanal Artisanal... balls wall before, like, in the history of humanity?
1: No. Wow. I think we've created something truly
0: original. It the uh, historic episode. Okay, I'm nervous about this, but I'm going to do my best. I don't really remember how I wrote the previous chapter's so long ago how, how long ago did we write those those first four chapters do you remember
1: it might be it might be as long ago as. well i know exactly when it was when did you start your job
0: oh about almost a year ago
1: so yeah that's yeah. when we stopped writing because you're like okay. i have a i have a real job now i don't write i mean romance novels
0: yeah. No. Again, like like if listeners want it, want to buy a, buy us out of our jobs so we can write full time, full time, full like a whole like twelve book series of, of like balls jo- balls jokes, uh, <laughs> then you can go to patreon.com slash litbc. <laughs> where for two dollars a month you'll get bonus episodes, and for five dollars a month you'll get bonus episodes plus a moist mountaineers t shirt. And everyone who becomes a patron will be entered in a drawing to win other stuff, such as a care package from us, a dirty answering machine message, and your name as a character in Seized by Balls.
1: Oh, good job! Way to way to just wow! I just, na- I just, you I just like, nailed it.
0: That whole thing, yeah. Nobel Prize for podcasting. Uh, oh, no, don't get crazy. LookInsideThisBookClub dot slash LookInsideTBC, which this week stands for Look Inside This. Um, brushed, this brushed counter. This brushed counter. Brushed I like counter. that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything mm. else
0: before before we mercifully let people go?
1: No, you guys. This is like art. Art live. We are writing. It's literally art live. Like in front of you guys. I mean. Do you remember
0: is... years ago I participated in a thing where a bunch of Seattle writers wrote a novel yes. together, like live on yes. stage at Hugo yes. House.
1: Yeah, that was so cool.
0: It was, uh, yeah, it was really embarrassing and kind of fun. The novel is not good, but it has some good stuff in it because a lot yeah. of talented people participated. Um,
1: Wait, remind me though, the setup, like they just were in the crowd writing and then they would come up and read the portions.
0: No, someone w- would be on stage writing and, and your what you were writing would be projected up on the screen behind you for the audience to see. Oh shit! And you would okay. have like a two hour slot, maybe. And, and, uh, They'd so like see everything, the, the organizers created an outline and you had to like pretty much stick to the outline. But like within that you could write whatever you want. One person did a graphic novel chapter. What? Yeah. And
1: like, so everyone participates in writing the same book, all the writers. Yes.
0: Damn. I think it was 36 authors. The event but was people, called the novel live,
1: but people could actually see you like back, like deleting and oh like, yeah. Oh, that's not okay. It's like a Google Doc for the masses.
0: It was, yeah, yeah. Oh, like if we did it now, like it would have to be done with Google Docs, like on Zoom. <laughs>
1: Shit. I would hate that.
0: Mm hmm. Maybe we like, should do that, though, for this no.
1: book. Mm, no. No. <laughs> Maybe
0: for, for the last chapter?
1: Yes and no.
0: Okay. <laughs> I like that.
1: Baby, All right, ba- Storky later. Basically, one of those ideas is the stork that dies. <laughs> one of those ideas is the stork that lives.
0: <laughs> All right, see you next time. Okay,
1: bye. I don't know, does it go bad?
0: Um, you should drink it within a year or so.
1: Whoops.